Hello, and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 186. My name is Emily Rainbow Davis, and I am so glad you're listening. And I think more of you are listening. If my statistics on Anchor are any indication, uh, it's about doubled in the last week or so. So I, that suggests that maybe there's some new new folk among you. Um, welcome, and thanks for being here to everyone, new and long-time listeners. So, hello. Uh, today's blogcast is about Terry Gilliam. Terry Gilliam is a filmmaker, writer, director, etc., uh, and he said some dumb things in a newspaper a few weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago, uh, that I could not ignore. And so this, this, this post is about that and also how indebted I am to him for his work and how confusing that is. So that's the little precursor. If you feel like you want to know what I'm talking about before uh, you listen to the broadcast, that interview with him is in The Independent um, and there's a link to it in within the actual blog, uh, which will there will be a link to. You'll have to do a couple links to get there um, through the show notes, but you can you can do it. Or, or Google also works. I think he the article went rather viral. So anyway, if you want to know about that ahead of time, I I I don't think you'll enjoy it, but you know you never know. Anyway, here it is. It is called Terry Gilliam in the Toaster Oven. Mom! Dad! It's evil! Don't touch it! This is the final line of one of my all-time favorite movies, Time Bandits. I loved Time Bandits as a child, and in the many subsequent viewings of it as an adult, it has not diminished in my estimation. It is a delightful film made by one of my favorite filmmakers. And I didn't just love Terry Gilliam's Time Bandits, no. I also admired his Brazil, The Fisher King, and even his relatively unknown and underappreciated Tideland. Tideland is a deep cut in the Gilliam oeuvre, and I was a big fan. After reading his interview in The Independent, to say that I'm disappointed in him is a massive understatement. I'd heard he'd said some pig-headed garbage before, but this was sustained pig-headed garbage. This was relentless pig-headed garbage. As a feminist, I found it pig-headed enough to never want to hear from or see him again. I'd honestly prefer to have read his obituary than to have read his opinions on Me Too. If it had been his obituary, I'd have cried and mourned the loss of his brilliant mind. As it stands, I guess I have to reevaluate everything he ever made. Why, Terry Gilliam? Why? Listen, he's never been a particularly woman-friendly artist, but he hasn't been actively terrible either. Sure, there are only a few women in Time Bandits, but the main ones are Shelley Duvall and Catherine Helmand, and they are remarkable. I didn't mind that Time Bandits was a boy's story. I really didn't. It was perfect. The battle between good and evil, a test of the system, as it were, featuring an adorable kid and six hilarious thieves. But now that it's clear that Gilliam has no idea that women are humans... I'm going to have to sit 
in some discomfort. I don't think I will love Time Bandits any less, but I have to love it knowing that the man who made it thinks that Me Too was a witch hunt, that Weinstein's rape victims chose to be assaulted, and that white men are the real victims here. The man who made some of my favorite films is basically an MRA. Uh, Men's rights activists are not actually activists for men. They're the folks who bring us many violent acts against women and some incredibly toxic thinking. Gilliam's become like the chunk of pure burning coal sitting in the toaster oven at the end of Time Bandits. Poisonous and vile. I'm finding it particularly difficult to reconcile. It's not as if I haven't had to reconcile this sort of thing before. I could probably still recite whole Bill Cosby routines from his albums. Vuba, vuba, vuba. I was a fan of Louis C.K. I have appreciated some Roman Polanski films, and unlike those guys, we have no actual terrible deeds from Sir Terry. We just have his terrible thoughts. And his terrible thoughts suggest that he thinks my entire worldview is ridiculous. His terrible thoughts suggest that he has never thought of women as anything more than sex objects or archetypes. His terrible thoughts suggest that he thinks the systemic oppression of women and people of color are a joke. It breaks my time bandit loving heart. It also strikes me as incredibly stupid because I am his fan base. I am his audience and he just lost me. Who will go see his movie now? All of 4chan, the darkest reaches of Reddit, the incel chat boards? Is that who he wants for his audience? I'm sure as hell not going to see his movie now, and I'm sure I'm not alone in being suddenly very disinterested in what he's made. It matters what he says and thinks. If I'm going to go sit in a movie theater and spend a couple of hours in the world someone created... I want to trust the mind of the person who made it. I wouldn't go see a Brett Ratner or a Brian Singer movie. I no longer want to sit through the work of Woody Allen. The writer-director's thoughts are intimately connected to the work they make. I know because I do those things on stage. If you don't like how I think, you won't like my creative work. How I think is intrinsic to how I make things. That's true for most artists. The upsetting thing about this Gilliam situation is not that Gilliam said some dumb shit and may now be canceled. It's that he's revealed himself to be the opposite of what I imagined him to be. Instead of a hero of creativity and bold imagination, he's a stinky old dinosaur reinforcing the patriarchy. And he must have been, all along. In such subtle ways, even I, who am very vigilant about these things, failed to sniff him out. I have found myself reevaluating much of his work through this newly revealed lens of his. I'm looking for the dark threads of misogyny and racism that must have been there all along before he laid them bare. I'm also working hard to somehow explain what feels inexplicable. I think, oh, he's just trying to be funny. He's enjoying being provocative. He's 
purposefully sounding like an asshole because he enjoys making mischief. He's doing that classic Buffon style of clowning or something. This is how I've explained away countless other asshole clowns, but I don't think it's an in-the-past explanation that can fly anymore. I mean, it may explain the why, but the why doesn't matter. It doesn't matter why, in Time Bandits, Kevin's parents reach into the toaster oven after they are warned by their son not to. It doesn't matter if they ignore his pleas to not touch the evil because they are contrary or because they always ignore him or because they think it's funny. They reach in and touch the evil and the consequences are predictable. Gilliam has surely been warned not to touch the evil in the toaster oven. He said some dumb things before. But in the end, he just couldn't resist. Two predictable and sad results. But does it matter? Why not just enjoy the films I used to like and forget about the man that made them? Well, it's actually important that I look at this and not just forget about either Gilliam himself or his work. I have to dig into some reflection on it because his work was so formative for me. I can draw a direct line from Time Bandits, from Gilliam's sense of humor, from his aesthetic, to my own work. I can see the threads of his influence in a lot of my plays and fiction. I may have unconsciously interwoven some of the threads of his misogyny or racism along with his aesthetic. Unfortunately, learning what he really thinks about things means I have to be extra vigilant about the foundations of my own work. He was important to me when I was a child and has continued to be important. I can't just brush off this development. It is a great loss, and it will be a great project of reorganization. Even though it's evil, I still have to look at it. I will not touch it, though. I know better than that. So from posting this, I discovered that there was a real need for some gifts from this movie, particularly of this particular scene when the parents uh, reach into the toaster oven. So um, if you are one of those people who has looked for this gift in the past and been, you know, distraught to discover that it did not exist, it exists now. So you can find it on Giphy. It probably hasn't made its way into the, like, little collections on Facebook or Twitter, but it is on Giphy. So if you search for Time Bandits and Toaster Oven or Evil, I think, I think you will find it. There's two. There's one of just them touching the evil, and then there's also one of uh, sort of the whole moment of, of the kid telling them not to and then, them, and then them doing it. So get the long version and the short version. Nah. Um, yeah, it's my public service. <laughs> for the internet, I suppose. Anyway, uh, so at first I thought, okay, I can't do the theme song from Time Bandits. Like, it's just too, it's like, it's very instrumental. It's George, It's a George Harrison song, so it's like, you, there's a lot of, you know, it's a very full sound, Um a spoiler alert, I did end up doing that song, and I'll talk to, I'll, talk, I'll tell you more about it in a minute. But for a long while, I thought, oh, no, no, I'm going to do uh, Evil by Stevie Wonder, 
which is a song, you know, that I've listened to many times before, but like didn't pay a lot of attention to. Um, and then I tried to learn it and I discovered that this song is actually a lot more complex than it feels um, because it's the same melody kind of throughout, uh, just sort of it's a repetition. It's kind of four, four verses, four or five, I can't remember now, but a series of, of verses slash choruses that, that, that are essentially more or less the same melody. But what I did not realize, because uh, I, I was not paying attention until I tried to learn it, is that he's basically changing key at every go-round. So it is building upwards all the way through. And um, Stevie Wonder has a range, y'all. I did. I did. <laughs> I got I could I could get through the first few verses and then towards the end I was like I can't be singing this up in the soprano world. Um, I used to be a, a first soprano, but I, I I don't sing up there anymore. So it didn't also did, just didn't sound good. So um, I have abandoned the song Evil. But I, I wanted to tell you about it because if you haven't listened to that song in a while and you didn't notice this kind of um, key building changing, check it out. <laughs> That's Stevie Wonder. I mean, you know, those of you who know already know that he's a pretty smart fella. Um, but, you know, we're not all always paying attention to such things. So, yeah, check out Evil by uh, Stevie Wonder. It's, um, it's really something. Um, so I'm not singing it, sorry. Uh, but we're all we're all glad because boy oh boy. Instead, I went back to the theme song from Time Bandits, which led me down a really interesting rabbit hole, which is that uh, apparently, so George Harrison was a producer on Time Bandits, and apparently, just it was a nightmare. <laughs> uh, Terry Gilliam apparently was a real grade A asshole even then. Um, and George Harrison, uh, was supposed to do like a whole bunch of songs and then just only ended up with this one that happens at the credits at the end. Um, and this song, according to some sources on the internet is really about his collaboration with Terry Gilliam. So, uh, I, I had not realized, I, I mean, I think I did actually read that at one point, but conveniently forgot it. Uh, and I just thought it was funny given that, like, I'm I'm sort of focusing on, like, oh, he's just turned into an asshole now. But I, I guess he was even an asshole when he was making Time Bandits. And George Harrison wrote a whole song about it, <laughs> which I will play for you momentarily. Um, <laughs> so it, I could also couldn't find, if any of you know this, please tell me. Um, I couldn't find what there's, so there's a, the whole chorus of this song, which is called dream away, uh, is words that nobody knows what they are. The whole internet, uh, I mean, at least every corner of it that I examined does not know what these words mean. Um, no one has identified the language or <laughs> the translation of them. Uh, there's some theories that it's like a kind of a pig Latin. There's others that it might be since it's George Harrison, it might be kind of a Sanskrit situation, but like nobody had an answer. So if you have an answer, please pass that along. The internet wants to know. Uh, 
Uh, I decided that since this song is a song about how much of an asshole Terry Gilliam was to George Harrison, that probably the chorus is just like, Terry Gilliam, why do you got to be such an asshole? How come you make such good, smart stuff, but then are a real asshole while you're doing it? That, that, that's what I think he's saying. Hey, Terry Gilliam, why don't you not be such a jerk when you make your smart stuff? I think, I think that's the translation. Uh, so enjoy that. Um, also, if you listen to these lyrics, you'll be like, oh, right, yeah, this, this did not go well between these guys. I also, I don't mean, I don't know, but isn't George Harrison kind of a sweetheart? Doesn't he have the like, reputation of being like one of the nice Beatles? I, anyway. Uh, anybody's got the gossip on this situation. I am, I am all ears. So uh, you'll hear this song in just a minute. Meanwhile, if you like the podcast, tell someone about it. Share it on a social media. Do all the things. Uh, like, subscribe. Uh, I don't know. Start a fan club. <laughs> do people do? Does people still have those? Is that is that a thing that exists? I don't need you to start a fan club. Sorry. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but if you would like to support the podcast with your monies, there is patreon.com uh, slash Emily R. Davis is where I am. And over there right now, there are some adorable pictures of people with their zines and also pets with zines. Um, we have a, a kitten and a, and a bunny and a marvelous human. So that's fun. Um, uh, other ways are on Ko-fi or PayPal. All those links are in the show notes. So if you feel so inclined, I would be over the moon grateful. Right. So without further ado, here is George Harrison's Fuck Off Terry Gilliam. No, it's called Dream Away. (laughs) Ora 
Ora en mai, 